Aha, hi, this is Herschel Gardner-Lewis, and you are listening to WithoutYourHead.com. Well, actually, we just watched the documentary, and uh, which uh, Lloyd Kaufman is a part of. Nick Charles here is the director, and uh, welcome everybody here to the double. It's the first ever time we're doing this. I'm trying to remember the name. I should have remembered this. Double header here without your head. The station of decapitation. So how, how did how did Lloyd get involved? Because Nick told me there wouldn't have been a B documentary if not for Lloyd. So. Was wow. did it start with like you interviewed Lloyd and then you wanted to do the documentary or did you have the documentary planned and you happened to get Lloyd? Um, well, what happened was um, I, I wasn't on social media or anything, and um, I I've, I finally got a, like got on Twitter, and um, I heard about Return of Newcom High Volume One coming out, and I I sent something to Lloyd and saying, oh well, I can't wait to see it, and he's like, well get. You know, like if you want in your local theater, you know, get a hold of them. So I contacted uh, Coolidge Corner Theater in Brookline, Massachusetts, and um, I talked to him and his assistant, got it done. And um, I had like an idea of like maybe interviewing Lloyd if he was up to it. And um, he he was totally down for it. And um, I wasn't going to do it if Lloyd didn't want to, if he was, if he wasn't going to be involved, I wasn't going to do it. Yeah. Thank you. I'm honored. Yeah. No, you should be. Like, because of you, Lloyd, like, I got, like, Herschel Gordon-Lewis and, and, and a lot of other people involved with B-Documentary 1 and 2. Like, and you did the introduction for part two. And Yes, it was great. It was great. Oh, and, and Angela says hi, by the way. Um, oh. she want, we, 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 want, we want to come down to uh, Tromaville when <laughs> this corona shit ends, you know? Oh, anytime. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, we want to we run the uh, all free, uh, it'll be, assuming we ever get to pull it off, it'll be the 20th year of uh, Troma Dance Film Festival, which is all free and you, you can submit. It was created by Trey Parker, really. But it's been, it's our 20th year. You can uh, send your movies in for free. You know, it's not like Sundance, which in my opinion is fixed and they just take your money and they don't even look at your movies. Uh-huh. And uh the trauma dance, yeah. you don't have to submit, to, you don't have to pay to submit your movies. You see the movies, we show them for free, you get in for free, and uh, no VIP policy. So it's mm-hmm. a very well, I, I do have a short film called Bullied, and my kids are involved with it. And um, I learned it from you, actually. Like, you have your kids involved with your films when they were at a young age, and they, they, they did a great job. And um, I think you'd enjoy it, actually. Yeah. Oh, I'll, send you, I'll, I'll send you an email after we're done with this. Yeah. Thank you. Love to see it. Yeah, work cheap, you know, how, old, how old are your kids? Um, my daughter is about to be 13. and uh, Well, at the time, they were 11, and my son was 8. 
So because all the toxic, they might enjoy the toxic crusader cartoons, which are all exclusive on uh, Troma now, the uh, streaming yeah. service. Yeah. So uh, yeah. the first month is free, so you could see yeah. them for free. There were also a lot of G-rated family movies on Troma now that we didn't make. Uh, although we made one children's movie, but they're too old for it, called Doggy Tales. <laughs> you have to be either five years old or a, a mature or a stoner to enjoy uh, Doggy Tales. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, well, I'm Demi sure Richard we have a lot in our audience. James Gunn and um, his former wife uh, from The Office, uh, Jenna Fisher, uh, yeah. among other celebrities who do the voices. Uh, it's very well, I, I, I truly enjoyed Lolly. Was it Lolly Love? Lolly Love, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's on Troma Now. The only place yep. you can see it is Troma Now. Yeah, so that's a great film. Maybe your your fans could uh, yeah, check definitely. out com, and it would help a lot of independent filmmakers. Troma mm-hmm. is the last truly independent movie studio, and uh, we need help, of course, as do all the independent artists. I mean, Nick, everybody. Yeah. It's a tough time. I assume that's a big reason why you and uh, when people ask you to be involved in their in their projects is you want to support independent film and independent artists. You're correct. Uh, Michael Hers uh, decided after we got sort of successful uh, that we ought to keep. Originally, we wanted to have other independent uh, souls and hearts and minds with us. And um, once we got a bit successful, we could take on crazy movies that come from people's hearts uh, that uh, are also entertaining mm-hmm. and uh, on Troma now whether we've we've moved every we haven't moved everything but we've migrated most of our good movies off of uh, Amazon and YouTube into Troma now because as yeah. you know Amazon and YouTube are uh, are um, censoring and demonetizing and yeah, I've been demonetized and- myself yeah isn't that something? Isn't yeah. That terrible. Uh, so um, you know, it's ridiculous. It's absurd, and they have a double standard. You know, they'll let the violence, the serious violence of uh, Bruce Willis or Tom, uh, whatever his name is, uh, that that no problem. But if mm-hmm. it's Trauma or Nick Charles, uh, they make you cut it out or they demonetize you. I made a documentary about it called uh, "Independent Artists Versus." Uh, a media cartel, independent mm-hmm. artists versus media cartel. It's only about 10 minutes, but I give specific examples, not necessarily trauma movies, but other okay. independent artists with whom I have absolutely no uh, attachment, but uh, it shows objectively how bad Amazon and YouTube have become monetarily as well as uh, fascism. Yeah. So, I, yeah. A lot of my independent uh, filmmaker friends I've, on Amazon now, I think they make a one penny uh, oh, and, it's and, awful. Yeah. yeah, and it's getting worse and worse. And the, uh, if, if, if they're lucky, they make a penny. If they're lucky, <laughs> have you had trouble with the documentary, Nick? Um, no. Uh, well, I mean, honestly, right now, like you can watch. It's on a Veil uh, TV app, and it's um, it's it's you, if you have Roku, um, Amazon Fire Stick, or Apple TV, you can watch it for free. Oh, good. So, you know, like and 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 Lloyd, like you. I'm, I'm telling you, like, I, I, everybody hits me up, and they they loved you in it. They, and Herschel Gordon-Lewis, they loved you guys. And, um, yeah, yeah. They're, and, they're and, cool. and, and, like, I just do it – like, I did this documentary just for the hell of it. Um, but it, and it turned out great. And because of you and, and Herschel, you know, I've, I've been in, like, other movies. Like, I'm not an actor, but I do, an act, I do act in films. Like, uh, recently, Catch of the Day 2 with James Balsamo, you can see a pretty cool fighting scene. Oh, great. And he started off with you. He sure did. 
He did. Yeah, he's doing very well, I believe. Yeah. Good. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he's doing great. He and uh, that and I was out in Los Angeles um, last October, and um, yeah, he hit me up, wanted to be in the movie, and and ever since then, like ever since B documentary, it's it's been it's been very good to me. Well, that's terrific. And uh, uh, again, uh, uh, the Choma team is very proud that uh, you know we've given some refuge to uh, underdogs and independent artists. And uh, we, uh, when I began in the early seventies or actually in the late 60s when I started making movies, uh, there were plenty of small independent uh, movie studios, 25 or 30 of them, including uh, American International Pictures, which birthed Mark yeah. Gorman and so many great uh, directors and uh, artists. Um, and now they're all dead. There's nobody left. Uh, uh, Roger Corman's making movies. Um, but he's doing it for uh, more for the Sci-Fi Channel, and uh, well, that's that's funny you say that, Lloyd, because um, after um, you did the interview with me, I got a hold of Roger Corman, and for uh, like I want to say it was like two months, I was contacted by his assistant, and um, I get like a kind of like a fuck you email, like oh, you know what? It seemed like he was going to be a part of it, and then he was doing a movie called Shocktopus versus Werewolf for sci-fi original and then he wasn't involved i'm trying to get him for the the third and final one right now that i'm doing but uh um, great guy the only reason he wouldn't do it is uh, i think is he, he was either too busy or not feeling but to keep uh, try him again because uh, he's he loves cinema he you know he's like you guys he, mm -hmm. he, he really does love in fact did you see his challenge on uh Twitter, yeah, 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 Guillermo del Toro and uh, Ron Howard and me to make a two-minute movie, and I think hundreds of young people have been sending in two-minute movies. Mm -hmm. I yeah. sent one in to, out of respect, but uh, mine is <laughs> very bad. But, uh, no, I'm sure it's great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, uh, I did it out of you know out of respect. Yeah. So, oh, uh, he, um, he just mentioned uh, Nick just mentioned the final uh, B documentary part three. And uh, from what I understand, you just directed your final movie. Is it really going to be your final? Uh, well, I don't, unless I find a really great script, I think I'm going to, I mean, I'm producing some movies. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Mer Mercedes the Muse is making uh, a movie uh, that she had to interrupt filming uh, called Divide and Conquer, a very uh, feminist type movie. Yeah, very uh, Moore is just finishing up her uh, Kill Dolly Kill and, and um, Liam Regan is doing, who worked for us. Yeah, and, uh, I'm a big fan of Liam's a really good guy. I had him on for like a four-hour interview. He's a oh, he's very interesting guy. guy. And he really put you over yeah. big, too. He's, a new, he's got a new movie that he shot. Mm -hmm. uh, I think there's a little more filming to do, but um, we're helping him produce that one. And uh, that's called Eating Mrs. Campbell. Uh, all right well, i like the name already i'm into it so. well, the, the, the soup company has done very well in this uh <laughs> question that we're having right everybody uh -huh. wants canned goods suddenly campbell's soup <laughs> eating campbell's soup. <laughs> so, Mrs. campbell i'm not sure exactly uh, yeah. oh, and so it, Lloyd, it did, uh, did, did you want to go out like um so like shakespeare ended off with the tempest and now like hashtag shitstorm is that how you're going to go out well, hashtag shitstorm uh, may or may not be the last one I direct. I, if I find a really great, unique, crazy, maybe you guys will turn one up. 
you know, we can I was supposed to be in it, actually. I was supposed to be a junkie in the alleyway, and uh, Zach Amico got a hold of me at the last minute and said production was done, and I was like, oh, man. Oh, like, wow. I was so pumped for it. Like, I was going to be in Lloyd Coffin film. Right. Well, find please find another uh, <laughs> another script, and you can be you can be actually a actually I, I I I did um I I met you and Doug a long time ago at the uh, Citizen Toxie premiere in in Brookline, and um uh, is that at uh, Coolidge Corner? Yeah, yeah, yep. Oh, I think that's when we got banned uh, from. Uh, oh, you were banned from Coolidge? Bookie yeah. <laughs> Man hurled uh, uh, from the back of the theater to pretty much the middle middle row was amazing <laughs> and i missed it i i usually i always carry some kind of a movie camera or a video yeah. and i missed yeah. it and no i'll send you a pic i have a picture of you and doug sackman he, he he was holding a camera and you guys filmed everything and this is this is for citizen toxie um but i i because uh, bill whedon is going to be a part of uh, b documentary three Good. And, um, He's in uh, hashtag Shakespeare system. I just and, I just made a movie with Bill Whedon. It was very exciting. Hey, 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 first uh, movie guy. I produced. Yeah, he's awesome. He's the best. Mm-hmm. He's a great, a great guy. Guy. How did he? I saw, I saw him nude, which I saw. So I saw a little more of Bill Whedon than I was expecting. But uh, no, not to spoil the movie. But it's uh, something for everyone to look forward to. Well, his uh, performance in uh, Sergeant oh, yeah. and NYPD was totally Amazing. insane and. Uh, he did a great job. Yeah, I know he's been wanting to do that role again. He's been wanting to do a sequel. Well, Doug is uh, financing, uh, raising money now for the uh, second uh, Kabuki Man, his reimagining. That's what, that's what I was getting at. Um, I hit him up, and I was like, oh, I would love to be a part of it. And um, he said, like, hit me up in, like, six months because that's when the production is going to start. Well, let's hope so. Uh, I hope so, too. And, and is it true that uh, the Tiger King was in Kabuki Man? Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I can't tell. He supplied. Uh, I, in fact, go on my Instagram. I put up a. a in fact, Doug ed, edited a uh, about a minute and a half of some of the scenes with Doc Antell and his tiger, his his yeah. lion, monkey. Uh, we had a whole menagerie that he brought up. From, <laughs> I thought he was living in Tennessee at the time, uh, but now he's in South Carolina, I think. But uh, now yeah, in fact, his lion, <laughs> the monkey was allowed to run around, and uh, it was a bad monkey, and it stank. Yeah. And, um, uh, 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 but it would tease the lion when the lion was in the cage. So the yeah. night he was supposed to use the lion um, uh, on the waterfront, uh, the lion went for the monkey and had the monkey in its mouth and was about to eat it. And Doc Antell and his assistant <laughs> had these fake uh, rifles, and they you know, props, and they uh, shoved it in the uh, pride open the the, monk, the lion's mouth, and the monkey came out. <laughs> but the oh monkey was basically uh, in shock for the rest of the shoot, and it was like we couldn't get all of the stuff we trained the monkey to do. Uh, it, the only thing it remembered how to do was pray, and and um, <laughs> uh, so it was like a pipe cleaner doll for the rest of the movie. Uh, it just yeah. uh, we had to kind of position it, put a gun in its hands. And it would hold the gun, sort of. <laughs> but it was, uh, it was. Uh, apparently, it did come back. We did the, the American Film Institute. I, I suddenly remembered this. They did a, a fromage to trauma at the Kennedy Center uh, when Kabuki Man came out, and Doc and the monkey were on the panel. And the monkey, uh, we had a, a guy named. Uh, I know he was the key uh, anchor man for NBC News in Washington D.C. 
and they, the monkey and Doc sat next to the uh, moderator, this anchor man named Arch, Arch, somebody or other. And the monkey, the minute the thing, the, the minute the uh, guy opened his mouth, the monkey whacked him right in the face, and uh, <laughs> so the monkey came back after after his trauma, after his PTSD, uh, being eaten by a lion, he uh, and surviving his full nasty evil personality. <laughs> but that guy with the NBC, and that was the last time we got to go to the Kennedy Center. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was one you not to work with animals. Well, anyway, he's a good. He was a great guy. I, I, uh, uh, you know, I, I honestly, I didn't remember him from when I was watching Lion King or Tiger King or whatever it was, and yeah. uh, <laughs> people who worked on on Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD. Jeff Sass, the line producer, uh, reminded me that uh, that Doc was the guy who supplied all the, and then Doug made all. He made this wonderful little video. It's somewhere on my Instagram feed if you want to see it. Quite yeah, I saw that. And it, it, what? It's a, it's a small world. Like it's pretty cool because yeah, I I did see Doug post that, and I was like, holy shit! It's unbelievable. Like, he's well, Sergeant Kabuki Man. <laughs> everybody, you know, either Roger Corman or Troma really discovered kind of everybody. You know, even Doc Mandel, yeah. James Gunn, Eli Roth, uh, Fergie, uh, Fred, uh, what's his name, Walker, uh, Paul the late uh, Paul Walker, mm. whatever, the Fast and Furious guy. Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, uh, yeah. No, he was, he was in Monster Monster in the Closet, right? Yes, <laughs> good memory. Monster in the Closet. Yeah, he was a kid. And yep. Fergie too. They were children. Uh, but uh, yep. also Samuel Jackson. I mean, Marissa Tomei. It's uh, you know anyone that Corman didn't discover. Uh, Marissa Tomei was um, in Toxic Avenger. Yes, but you need the remote. You have to freeze frame and manage to <laughs> yep. hardly use her. <laughs> hey, whatever. It's her first fucking film, so like, you should be proud of that. <laughs> yeah, she talks about it. She talks about it she all does. the time. She got her Oscar. She she uh, she mentioned it in a lot of the articles uh, that uh, ensued. So most people like uh, f- talk fondly about being working with Troma after they make it, or or is that a right? yeah? I mean, it's incredible because making a Troma movie is a horrible experience in my opinion. <laughs> Uh, you know, we, we're making $20 million movies for half a million bucks. <coughs> Check out uh, on Troma Now, the documentary, Poultry in Motion, Truth is Stranger oh. Than Chicken, about poultry guys, Night of the Chicken Dead. That I, love that. I love that documentary. I love it. I watch it. I watch it, and then I watch it again oh. after. And it's it's um, I, and I love that one and Apocalypse Now. Oh, no, Apocalypse Soon, right? Ooh. Apocalypse yeah. Soon, yeah. I think you watch five or six of our feature-length making of uh, documentaries, gentlemen. It's better than film school, and they don't cost anything. Yeah, well, you exactly when right. you mentioned uh, Liam Regan, uh, he said that on the show was he never went to film school, but being on the set uh, when you made um, Return of Newcomb High, that was his film school. Yeah, yeah, and he came to my uh, – I, I was invited to Oxford for three days to do a master class. Liam, that's how I met Liam. He took a bus for eight hours to get to uh, Oxford and come you to went the to Oxford. I used to, I used to live in Oxford, England. No kidding. Why? Yeah, my how my dad my dad was born in England, and um, we, we all of a sudden they we decided to like live in England with my family over there, and um, I lived in Oxford for like over a year. No kidding. Oh, it's beautiful, right? It's lovely. Yeah, it's, it's not so much anymore. It's a bad neighborhood now. Oxford's not as great as it used to be. Oh, we only were on the university, so it was, and it was a, uh, 
It was uh, St. <coughs> Hilda's. Did your dad teach you there? Or, I mean, no, no, no. Um, we just lived there. And I, I, I did go to a Catholic school, so like, I was probably nearby. I was nearby Oxford University. Uh-huh. Cool. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I've also done master class at, do you know Wales at all? Aberystwyth in Wales? No, but I, I've done a master class with you in Providence, Rhode Island. And um, it, that's where I was told, because I was going to college at the time, and I ended up like leaving college. And because it, it was like two years for like over 40 grand. I went to your master class and I talked to you and uh, Caleb Emerson was there. Uh, the director from uh, Killer Nerd was there as well. And they gave me a bunch of information like of just you know, like, look, if you're going to go to college, you know, do it for the right thing. But if you're doing it for filmmaking, you actually just go out there and meet people and, and it will help you out and just go out there and do it. And that's what I did, you know, and that's that's what I'm doing now. So your your master class was was the one that did it for me. That's great. Well, that's your words are better than uh, uh, an Academy Award, which you could buy. You know, you can't buy what you just said. Yeah, and and, and it, it it meant a lot to me because like, and you were cool with everyone. You you went to every every person that was involved with the the act. Um, what do you call it? The um, the class. Like you were, you were hands on with everyone, and uh, there's not a lot of people that will do that and help you out. And you helped me out a, a bunch, you know. And well, it, it, and, it, and it saved it has saved me from forty grand that I have to owe for the college, <laughs> and I'll probably never even make a movie. Well, I got nothing against college, but uh, film school. No, I'm I don't agnostic. Either. I'm a, uh, I, I did obviously you can tell I didn't go to film school, but I got nothing against it. But now yeah. I think NYU is 80,000. USC is 80,000. I mean, you know, we're making movies for under 25,000. Not me, but I don't think Liam's movie will cost more than 30,000. Mm. <laughs> and uh, my, my bloody banjo, uh, I have no idea what it costs, but it's on Troma now. It looks like yeah. a 300,000. It looks beautiful, you know. Yeah. So um, now that with the young people in the digital world, uh, it's amazing what one can do. And everybody yeah. knows how to. Do you play music at all? Or? Um, yeah, I do. Actually, I can play the guitar. Yeah, I play See? six string. James Gunn uh, was the first person I met who actually had a band in high school. He had, and we used his icons. They were called the icons, and we used his uh, one of their songs in Tromeo and Juliet. And first time I ran into filmmakers who actually composed and played uh, music. And uh, now everybody, you know, all the younger filmmakers are. You know, well, how about uh, Trey Parker and uh, his band DVDA? Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. And um, Cannibal the Musical. I'm a big fan of musicals, uh, Broadway. Oh, musicals. oh, I know you are. Yeah. As, and Trey was uh, huge on uh, Rogers and Hammerstein and Troma. He's the only person I met who loves uh, classical Broadway musical, who's obsessed with it. And uh, and when he made Cannibal the Musical, my wife and I, you know, again, it wasn't finished when we saw it. They they didn't have it. Yeah. They didn't have the wherewithal to finish it. So uh, we added the first scene, and or we suggested to Trey and Matt the first scene to make it more uh, Monty Python violent, you know, funny slapstick violence, which it yeah, has. Uh, yeah, and it has. The movie is terrific, but uh, but the, we were concerned that people wouldn't get it because nobody knew who they were and. Uh, you know, they hadn't gotten their break with uh, South Park yet. So uh, 
we made the movie a bit more traumatic. Now I think they could, you know, they wouldn't have to put any anything in their movies. They're those brilliant guys. Yeah, I mean, uh, Trey's, um, like, I, I read an interview with him, and he, he doesn't want to work with anybody anymore. Like, he, he just wants to do South Park. He, and, like, he did uh, Team America, and it was just – that was more, I think, of a challenge for him because he did. It was puppets, and it was it was a pain in the ass. But like he said in an interview, he's like, "I'm not directing anybody ever again. Like I don't want to deal with anyone." Well, I asked him in uh, the. You can see in I, 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 uh, one of my books. I think it's direct your own damn movie or produce your own. I interviewed them on the set of Team America, and it was toward yeah, the end of production. <laughs> I asked him, "Do you think you will work with puppets again?" And uh, they both said, no, they, possible. <laughs> they, 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 wanna, they get a lot of trouble, you know, they're worse than actors. <laughs> but he won't, he, he, well, they, they're true artists. They do what they want to do. If they want to wear women's clothing to uh, the Academy Awards, they do it. They did it long before RuPaul yeah. was, you know, even uh, a baby. Now, now, was Trey Parker, <laughs> his, his dress, was that, um, what's her name? Jennifer Lopez, was he wearing the same dress as her? He, he, was, he, was, he was imitating somebody from the year before or from the I think night it was before. Jennifer Lopez. They told me, they, I think it's in the interview that's on, uh, uh, I think their interview is available on Troma Now, but it's definitely in one of my books. I videoed it, of course. Yeah. And uh, they said something about, uh, what did they say? Oh, that they were on acid when they did that too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, that's right, yeah. I, I, I think I it's that. different acid from uh, what we took in the 60s. <laughs> Whatever we took in the 60s, I don't think we could have made it through uh, <laughs> any kind of uh, social event. Right. <laughs> well, we know you have to get going, Lloyd, but I really appreciate you uh, taking time to do this. It's been awesome. And uh, you as well. well where are you living, by the way? I'm in Massachusetts. Oh, so you're both uh, in the area of... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm on Cape Cod and uh, Nick's up near Boston. Oh, my yeah. classmate uh, who uh, r runs the – or a patron, uh, uh, I think, is one of the main contributors to the uh, – what's that island off of uh, Cape Cod? Oh, it was two of Nantucket and Martha's Vineyard. Nantucket, yeah. He, oh, he, yeah. he and his wife, I think, uh, uh, give the money for uh, that to festival. And he plays uh, he plays uh, Shylock in uh, oh, nice. Shakespeare Shitstorm, which is actually the Tempest. Yeah. But he wrote his own part <laughs> – <laughs> I love it. Yeah, he's I, my age too. <laughs> Got to see. Uh, yeah, he had a great time on the set. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of uh, cool festivals out on the islands there. I've never actually never been to them, but uh, but I should go there sometime. Well, did you ever go to? Do you know? Um, oh crap! Uh, that my aunt started a dance, uh, uh, a, a dance, a modern dance foundation that's based in Chil Chilton, Chilbourne, Chil. Chilton? Next, huh? it's, it's, off of, it's like next to Cape Cod. Uh, yeah. A lot of rich people. Chilmark, is that it? Chilmark, Chilmark? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah, I know yeah, I've yeah. actually never been there, but I know I know of it. Yeah. It's a rich people place right there. She, uh, <laughs> she uh, what was the name of her? It's still around. Uh, it's, it's big now. Uh, and I, I, I or well, anyway, the, the something, <laughs> anyway, it's modern dance and based in Chilmark and, uh, did a lot for young modern day, sort of like a trauma from, it was more of a foundation. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. I'm, I live in a small town called Sandwich. Oh, perfect. Sandwich. Yeah. Right next, <laughs> right next to Hyannis. Yeah. Very, uh, very British. And, uh, it is. 
it, it's, uh, yeah. There's a sandwich in uh, in Kent. I understand because we have a big sign that says that that we're, we're yeah. paired with Sandwich Kent. Right. Every beach, uh, every every beach you go on, uh, mm-hmm. it's all due to the sandwich is there. <laughs> exactly. Hey, hey Lloyd, um, the crumbs. Yeah. I, I wanted to say last night um, I watched uh, the last driving with Joe Bob Briggs. You did a great job, and, it's, and it was cool seeing the commissioner there as well. Oh well, I'll tell her that. Thank you so much. And then uh, I think you were uh, all, right, all right. So like with your acting credits, and I did some. I like I looked into it earlier. Um, John Carradine has the the highest amount of acting credits. Um, you you have passed that by three. I have it written down here just in case I screwed it up, and I'm bad at math. But I'm, I'm I'll, I'll tell you, you have 368 acting credits. Um, and if people don't know, like about IMDb. Uh, there's a self section where those are also credits. So you've been in movies known as yourself as well, and you have 213. So altogether, you have 518 credits. You double. You they're all real. I think sometimes people put <laughs> you, me in there uh, yeah. and I'm not in the movie. Right. No, you, you, movie. hey, Lloyd, you've 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 passed John Carradine, and that's that's a huge <laughs> thing because like. I'm, I'm telling you, like like Christopher Lee was over 200, John Carradine was three, and you, you're well over three. Just even if you just take that self credit, so that's terrific. Oh, oh, it looks like we're gonna be. Uh, oh no, I, got to back. Go I don't know what happened. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah. That's terrific, and I actually worked. Uh, we made a. Uh, I was associate producer before Troma on a movie called Silent Night, Bloody Night, directed by the same guy who directed our Sugar Cookies, and Carradine was in it. And he was very old, and he was staying at the Actors Actors Club or the Lambs Club. I think he he in New York he was staying at the Lambs Club, and well, the that nice guy. And uh, yeah. uh, um, we had to run him over in that movie. And well, he, you, you've he done a couple movies with him then, because he's yeah. in Sugar Cookies, and he's also a monster in the closet, right? Yes. Oh no, he's not. Yeah. That's right. I forgot about it. That's right. He's <laughs> he plays a blind guy, and uh, <laughs> and. Uh, He's in one of Fred Olin Ray's movies that we bought. We didn't make it. Uh, yeah. It's a good one, too. Uh, some, oh, damn it. It's on Troma Now. It's very funny and very uh, goofy horror film with John Carradine. Yeah. Well, fun. yeah. Very well cool. I well, probably should go. Yeah, he's got, thank yeah. you well, so much. Yeah, thank you for doing this. Really appreciate we it. We can do it again uh, yeah, you know, it. once if you want. Just let Tom know. And uh, again, thank you for being so nice to Troma. Lloyd, yeah, thank, thank you for you. doing this, and, taking your uh, time and on your weekend off, you know, like, thank you so much. Well, just to make sure uh, this is going to play us out. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Here we go. <laughs> See if you can recognize it. Oops. What's <laughs> more? Uh-oh. I didn't wet the reed. That's the problem. Mm. <laughs> it sounds familiar, but I'm, I'm not good at this. really bad at name that tune, apparently. The first uh, one of your fans who can identify that, uh, I'll send them an autographed uh, something a poster or something right. that'll be that's a great idea that's awesome very cool from the 80s, something nostalgic i love it very <laughs> so good if anybody recognizes that uh, i'll give you a, well, i shouldn't give you a hint yeah i'm I'll sure they'll know one. all right
part there sounds familiar. Yeah, it really does, doesn't it? Yeah. All right. So this is from one of your movies? No, no. It's a, <laughs> a, a classical. It's a, by a classical composer. Well, and, that was uh, classical right there. You didn't expect it's a piece, uh, I think, written for children. Uh, yeah. Part of a bigger piece that was written for children. That's all the hint I'm giving. All right. All, all right. right. So, yeah. So, so t- Neil, tonight, when, yeah. when everyone Who's watches this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Whoever gets it. Uh, it may take me a while because Troma's closed uh, until this uh, COVID yeah. thing. Everybody's yeah. getting paid, though, even we, even though Troma sure. got no help from uh, uh, J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, with whom we've been for uh, we've been banking there for only forty-seven years, and uh, you know it's more important that uh, the big corporations get eighty million dollars for phony uh, PPE, uh, <laughs> right? Fraud yeah. all over the place with taxpayer money. But uh, the real little companies aren't getting help. There's going to yeah. be hell to pay. Yeah, I know a lot of work. little restaurants around here that were supposed to get, uh, you know, part of the bailout. And they didn't get yeah, anything. Yeah, they got but nothing. They give Ruth Chris they like get hundreds of millions. Later, if they go out in the streets and make a, you know, they got, you know, these. Anyway, what are you going to do? This is the world we live in. Troma's War, which was on Nick Saud last night, it predicted everything. Even the last line of dialogue in Troma's War, we're all yeah. in this together. And yeah. All these fucking stupid big corporate, uh, uh, you know, PSAs about we're all in this together, you know. They all say that's the slogan. And we did it in 1986. And we predicted all this stuff that's going on. It's right there in Trump's war. And it's friendly to gay people, to, to every kind of uh, underdog you can imagine. So, uh, yeah. Which has always been horror, a... I think that's always been a theme of your movies. That's always been a theme of your movies, under you know, rooting for the underdog and Yeah. Yep. I, I think you're before your time on a lot of a lot of that stuff, you know. Way before our times. We made Vegas in Space, all transvestite musical in space. <laughs> we did uh, sugar cookies, lesbian version of uh, a version. Yeah. But uh, last night there was a little bit of uh, hostility, people saying that the horror world has been uh, um, not receptive to uh, LBGT and all that stuff. I, I disagree. Uh, yeah. You know, the greatest. I mean, I think Frankenstein, the guy who directed Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah, because they made the movie about him, about that. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, he's to, uh, James Whale. Yeah. Fighter Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Uh, name slips my head. And James but, Whale. Yeah, James Whale. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You said yeah. that he was James Whale was related to Troma's uh, Dolphin Man, I believe. <laughs> Oh, that was John Brennan, right? <laughs> that took me well, a second, actually. Yeah. Actually, Citizen Toxie has Dolphin Man, and John uh, Brennan does love and Lloyd. And Lloyd, um, I noticed like Troma has a big part in uh, the Last Drive-In. You have a lot of people working over there for for that. I'm very proud of them. Well, you go no matter where you go in L.A., uh, you find uh, you know I sit in the waiting rooms of these people, and the person who comes out is usually somebody who worked for us. So I know that the only reason I got to see Mr. Big Shot or Ms. Big Shot is because of the young Troma person there. So the Troma people, I love really, you know, James Gunn and Eli Roy, they all uh, try to keep us going, yeah. you know, help us where they can, you know. All right. Well, well uh, best wishes. I really should jump you. off. But yeah, I don't want you to be late for the next one. So, yeah. Very right. good. Yep. Thank you, guys. I appreciate both of you guys doing this. It's been awesome. Well, thank well, you. Well, and let's uh, do it again in a few months. Yeah, uh, we don't want to we don't want people to get tired of Uncle Lloydie. Thank you. Nick. <laughs> no, Thank no you. one will. No one will ever get tired of Uncle Lloydie. Trust me. Yeah, the nicest. 
You're the nicest people in the world. Anyway, right, uh, stay sorry, safe, everybody, and take care. Yep. Next time I'll play. Uh, I'll play. Better. All right. Hey, All anybody right. Uh, <laughs> that was. Anyway, remember. best wishes and thank Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye, bye, bye Lloyd. Bye, bye. What's going on? What's going on?